0: Hey there, folks. Look out, because it's another episode of Matt Bowman is Bothered, and I'm Matt Bowman. You guessed it. I know it. Here we are. I am on the verge of a potentially mental breakdown. Not really, but I'm just going insane. Like, I haven't slept very well and other shit. But, like, right before I started this, I had to get up four times to make sure that the camera was actually recording. Because I'll do this thing where I'll set the camera to record, and then I'll sit down to like get ready. But then there's like a something in the back of my head that was just like, did I fucking set the thing to record? Did I actually do that? Because then if I didn't hit record, then I'm gonna have to get up. Like I'll do a whole 45 minute thing, and then at the end of it, be like, fuck. You know what I mean? And I know that I knew that I had hit record. I, fu- I knew it like beyond a shadow of a doubt. But it's like when you were, it's like when you were a kid and you were like taking a math test. It was something easy. It was like four times four, and you're like, I know that's sixteen, but I'm gonna punch it into the calculator real quick to be like, I'm okay, good. I am not disabled. Like I know what I'm doing. That's how I felt. But it also just makes me feel like I'm going fucking crazy. I don't know, dude. I haven't been able to catch my breath all day. There's been a knot in my right shoulder that just hasn't gone away for forever. I am falling apart, dude. It's been, it's, it's, it's a journey that we're all on. I don't know. I feel like I haven't done a solo, well, I guess I, did, I guess I did one two weeks ago, but I just feel like I haven't done a solo episode in a while. I've got some, I got shit on my heart. I got stuff that I gotta get out there. I've had I had a lot of fun with Kyle Dowdy last week. He was awesome. Um, go check him out again. I think it's Kyle D comedy or Kyle Dowdy D comedy. Son of a bitch. Sometimes my work phone goes off and I forget to hit mute on my laptop. So maybe maybe uh, hit mute, Matt. You freaking idiot. Going no hat today, big time. I think I went no hat last week, but uh, but yeah, gotta. Got a fresh cut. I do this thing where I go get a nice haircut and then I won't wear a hat for like two weeks. And then as soon as it gets really long and I don't want to like mess with it anymore, hat goes right back on and then it just stays that way for like mm, two months. And then I buckle down and get another haircut. There's an alarming amount of people that have not seen me without a hat on and it's hilarious. It's to the point... That like I I guess I always wear a hat so that is fair but like people will be like dude I didn't recognize you without a hat on and I'm like are you dumb? But it was all it's also like I guess it's an example of when I don't know when you're watching or when you read a superhero or Superman comic or you watch the movies or you think about it because he's like supposed to be Clark Kent and his big disguise is just a pair of fucking glasses. I guess my disguise is a pair of uh, a pair of hats, a hat, because I don't know. You hear the thing about Clark Kent. He's like, how do you guys not fucking see that he is so clearly Superman, but motherfuckers don't recognize me without a hat on. So I guess there's also a large portion of the population that believe I'm bald underneath here. And I can say definitively that I ain't, I got pretty good hair. It's sheer laziness that drives me to wear a hat, and I also, I don't know, I also like the way that I look in hats, so I don't think I can be blamed for that, I think, I think I can, I think I look pretty good with a hat on, so, but today, rocking the no hat, no hat zone, baby, okay, let's see here, man, I've got, I've got several things that I want to talk about, I've got a couple ideas, where do we want to freaking start? I want to talk about college football and the college football playoff. I want to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and just how much of a little bitch boy he's being and it's super annoying. Um, but I think I'm going to start with uh, with with uh politics from last week. I'm going to start there. Did you guys vote? Did you vote daddy last week? Did you go vote? Let's go vote for our nation's leaders. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? I don't know, man. I, I went and voted. It was fine. But I don't know. It, has anybody ever gone? Has anybody ever left a voting booth and felt good? Like, has that happened maybe ever? I guess there's there's a couple people that are, like, fucking crazy that just have blinders on. For no matter who, which side, whatever side they support, they're just like, okay, this is it. This is my guy. And that's fine. But I don't, I think the majority of people, I haven't felt good leaving a voting booth since I could vote. Like it's, I don't know, man. I just fucking hate all of the options and I think they hate me. That's, I don't know. I, don't, yeah, I don't think that, I don't love the current system. I don't think that either party loves their constituent? I don't know. I think if you described, I don't, my thoughts are all over the place. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to figure this out. I've been trying to work this out into something, but it's just like, I don't know, dude. Let's, okay. Let's start with the fact that I don't, I don't like when people say you gotta go vote. You gotta go do it. What are you doing, man? You gotta go vote, go vote. And I'm like, great. Did it, but in the back of my mind, I don't think people actually give a fuck about if you voted or not. I think people really give a shit about if you voted for the person or thing that they like. That's kind of where I'm at. Because people will be like, go vote, go vote, go vote. And then you talk to some people that are like, go vote, make sure to go vote. It's a very important election. And then you're like, oh, hey, well, I'm going to go vote. I'm going to write in Hillary. And they're like, you're a piece of shit. And I'm like, okay. So it's not about voting, is it? It's not about voting. It's about agreeing with you. Oh, I get it. You are a piece of shit. That's it. And if you want to be a piece of shit, that's fine. But don't put it under this guise of, like, civic duty and blah, blah, blah. You want people to agree with you, and that's... I want people to agree with me. I've looked into it. I've got good opinions. I did the research. I've got the best opinions. I've got the best opinions on just about everything. But it's not my job to to fucking tell you to have the same ones. I don't know. Like, all of these people... That will just be like, make sure to vote. Go use your voice and your platform. But if you use your voice and your platform to support something or someone that they don't like, then they're just like, take it away from them. It's it's ridiculous. It makes no fucking sense. Like part of living in a fucking democracy is the the willful exchange of ideas and like in a somewhat civil manner. And boy. Big boy Chef Boy RD has that gone by the wayside. It's freaking insane. So I'm, I, I'm really annoyed with people that are like, go vote. But then when you tell them that you voted for somebody that they didn't want you to vote for, they're like, you're a fascist or you're a communist. And it's like, I don't think, I think there's like seven of those total. There's like seven people that are really communists or really fascists. Maybe a hundred. I don't fucking know, dude. But there's not nearly as many as MSNBC and Fox News would make it out to be. If you watch either of those networks, fucking somehow 75% of the country is either like a communist, Marxist, fucking gender non-conforming weirdo, or they are a fascist, racist, racist, bigoted piece of shit. Everybody's a piece of shit. It's just what type of flavor? What flavor of shit? To everybody. And it's just like, dude, I don't fucking think that's true. Maybe I'm naive, but I think the vast majority of people are doing okay. They're doing fine. They care about a couple things, and just because they disagree with you on one issue does not mean that they are a bad person and that they should be I don't know, shut down completely. And it's frankly insane that that is somehow, to some people, a controversial opinion. That I don't think that a majority of the country is a communist Marxist or a racist bigot. I don't think that the majority of people fall under either of those umbrellas. Now, there are are absolutely some people that are fucking carrying that umbrella around. Like Mary Poppins, dude, they are... Dude, do they love their umbrella? They love their umbrella. They love their team. It's There are those people. But I think the majority of people are not like that and are frankly annoyed by everybody on both sides that will not shut the fuck up. They won't shut it. And it it bothers me. I, I I find it very annoying, as you can see. I'm frustrated by that also frustrated that my cat Rooney keeps slowly walking around and potentially knocking everything over. And I don't like that. So I'm going to put him in the bedroom and I'll be right back. And we're back. All right. Thank God. But yeah, the whole politics thing just grinds my goat, dude. It just it grinds my goat down to a powder. I... uh, It's so, I don't know. I also don't know when it became, like, mandatory that everybody just, like, go, you gotta do it. Like, why is fucking everything so goddamn political? Like, it gets so annoying. Like, when people try to shoehorn, it's like when people try to shoehorn religion or God, which is fine, but they shoehorn it into every fucking conversation. It's just like, hey, man, I'm trying to talk about the game. And they're just like, well, are you winning at the game of life by following our Christ Savior? Shut up, dude. It's Saturday evening. I don't care. I like God to a degree, but shut up about it right now. I feel the exact same way about politics, dude. Like, why? I don't know what people's obsession is ...with politics and just trying to ram it up everyone's keister... ...they're trying to ram it up my keister and out my pee hole. That's what they're trying to do with it all the frick-frapping time... ...and I'm tired of it. Like, everything's a fucking stance or a... What statement? What is the implicate? Shut up! How is this not exhausting? Like, there's... Like, politics has become all, this all-consuming thing... Like, I had friends, legitimate friends, not bots on Instagram, that actually messaged me, like, during the week last week and, like, last Tuesday, and were like, hey, man, how about this Pennsylvania state senate race? Are you high? Who gives a fuck, dude? The people in Pennsylvania barely know there's a race going on. State senate? That's almost not real. I... Figure out something better to do with your life than to be on the internet, tweeting, commenting, and just filling your soul with garbage about people and politicians who, frankly and pretty obviously, do not give a fuck about you. It's so clear they don't give a fuck about you because I was thinking about this, like these people. Special <laughs> reset. These people specifically the ones in the federal government, for the most part, well, not for the most part, the people in the federal government supposedly work for us, right? Especially the Congress, the legislature. It's representative. They are, we are their constituents. We vote for them. They have to do what we say, relatively speaking. If that's the case, why do I, why do we only hear from these fucking guys when it's time to get reelected or they need some money from us? Why is that? People spend millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on ad campaigns when it's time to get reelected. How come in the middle of June, on a non-election year, why don't I see a commercial about how you're helping the local community? Or why aren't, why don't, why don't I see, like, a definitive plan on a consistent, like, why aren't you out here talking to me? And actively doing things? Feels like I only ever see these motherfuckers. ...when they're talking shit about somebody... ...or when they need money and they want my vote. If you described the relationship we have with politicians to your therapist... ...they would say you're in an abusive relationship. I mean, most dead... ...most politicians feel like... ...like a deadbeat dad. Or like a deadbeat stepdad. They only come around when they fucking need something from you and they try to they do the absolute bare minimum and dangle some fun shit in front of you so that you give them what they want which is your money and at times your blind eye it's generally the tenor of what i'm seeing and then and then you're just like hey man you uh, you took my money um did you actually did you do it the thing that you were gonna spend it on like did you build the roads and shit And they're like, ooh, ah, about that. And I'm like, yeah, I heard you were buying missiles for another bitch. And they were just like, oh, no, babe. No, babe, those missiles are for us. I got those missiles for us. And it's like, ooh, did ya? Did ya? Okay. Doubt it. No, you didn't. You didn't. That's just it. You don't care. You really don't. And the leaders of both major parties, I feel, are just so woefully fucking out of touch. Like, I can't find anybody on the left or the right that has legitimately good things to say about Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Ted Cruz, and fucking Mitch McConnell. You know what I mean? And sure, you can find people that, like... ...are just so blinded by their own fucking ideologies... ...that they're just like, I love this lady... ...and everybody over there fucking suck my dick. Like, that's... There are people like that. And, to be honest, there are times... ...there are certain issues where I struggle with that. You know, where I can be... ...I can be blinded by my own... ...my own prejudices... ...or my own... ...just, like, ways of thinking about things. Because, at the end of the day, I can be kind of an asshole. Where, like... I have this problem where, like, I think that my opinion is best and that I'm always right. And wouldn't you know it, it gets me in trouble sometimes with different people. Crazy. So I understand how you can easel- how easy it is to fall into that, and I'm absolutely guilty of it myself. But f- I don't know. I feel like there are just times where we should hold these fucking dorks to higher standards and also get them out of there. Polit- politics is weird, dog. Like it's weird because it's like in any other job, you want somebody in there who knows what the fuck they're doing. You know? Like you go down the street and you see like a like a bakery, and it's just like Billy's bakery opened 1924, and you're like, damn, Bill, that's crazy. You've been making donuts for almost a hundred years. Those are probably some dank ass donuts. I'm going to go get one. Because you trust Bill, because Bill has a lot of fucking expertise on the thing. But with politics, it's so corrupt and shitty that it's almost like after a certain threshold, we we don't want it. And I kind of feel that, you know? Like, I mean, the, the four people I just named earlier, those people are ancient. Those people are all, the, the baby of the group is probably 70. You know, so they're out of touch. They don't get it. They don't care. All they care about is holding on to their power and holding on to the seat that they hold. And at the end of the day, they don't care about you. And they'll say anything to get your vote. You know, like the the example that I saw that, that was just like so egregious to me because I live in New York. And one of the senators from New York is Chuck Schumer. He's been the senator for here for a while. I don't particularly love him, um, and but that whatever. I don't. If you like him, cool beans, dude. I don't care. But so there was all of the stuff with like with Kanye, Kyrie, anti-Semitism, all of that shit. And good thing it's a good thing to not be anti-Semitic. I, it's dumb if you are. I disagree with that. I find it. Abhorrent, and you shouldn't treat Jewish people badly, and you shouldn't spread conspiracy theories about them a hundred percent do not do that. I want that on the record. However, two days after that whole like the the shit really hit the fan with all of the Kanye stuff, and he was like tweeting crazy and just like tweaking on whatever he's not whenever he's not on his bipolar medicine or whatever I don't want to get defamed, or defamed, whatever. He was being crazy, and he had all of that shit. Chuck Schumer came out with a commercial that just that was Yiddish lessons with Chuck Schumer. And then literally just like pandered, 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 spoon-fed. It was just like schmoes, chvel, naka. And again, support the Jews. Like the Jews. They're great. I love it. But that whole commercial just should have just said, rather than Yiddish lessons with Chuck Schumer, it should have just said, Jew, Jew, Jews, 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 I love Jews, I love Jews, please vote for me, Jews. Like, he didn't come out with that commercial this summer. He didn't come out with that commercial last year when he knew he had an election cycle coming up. He didn't come out with that shit. Like, it's just, it's so crazy how blatant the pandering is it's insane it's the same thing that the fucking right does with like their bible thumping like when fucking goddamn trump had like his this was three four years ago but it's the example that i thought of off the top of my head he was like carrying around that bible and shit it's just like dude you i'm pretty sure you've killed a hooker before maybe not you but somebody close to you has you know where one's buried like do not throw your stupid bible around and the, I'm so sorry, dude, like family members of mine, just people that like buy into that shit, like the mental gymnastics that you have to do to pretend that that guy or that frankly, any of the leaders of the Republican Party, for the most part, actually at the ground floor level, brass tacks in their personal lives, give a fuck about religion and about Christianity specifically is insane. I think you're naive if you think that I think at the end of the day, it is so clear that they are just that they use that continuously to get your vote that I it 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 blows my mind that people buy into that shit. Uh, I guess last thing I'll say on on the political front is that, boy, I think if you are if you're a Republican, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself, dog. You need to you need to figure that shit out, you know? Because it's not I've been to the supermarket. I know how expensive shit is. I I see the that that we're on the brink of a of a potentially earth ending war. I see that. See, there's a lot of other issues. There's a lot of shit going on that's not wonderful. And that in the face of all of that, everybody was just like, no, we're good. With your thing, we're gonna go with what we've got right now. That's crazy. I, I I thought for sure that with all of the craziness that was going on that there was gonna be I think what were they calling? It, like the red wave? Dude, it was like the fucking like the red low water pressure shower head. Like it was a drizzle. Like I th- I thought that they were gonna get like lamb. They being the Democrats, I thought they were just going to get bent over and shoved up the butthole. I thought that was going to happen for sure, but it didn't. And I think if you're a Republican or you're like the Republican Party, you actually have to take fucking account of what's going on and look inward. But you know what? They won't. They won't. It's the same shit that the the Democrats did when, when Trump was elected. I don't know how you, like, if you were a Democrat in 2016 and you, you lost to Trump, I don't know how, in God's name, you couldn't do any self-reflection. They couldn't do any self-reflection. It was just like, holy shit, Uh, one of the most crass, an- annoying, funny, crazy dudes ever just beat us in an election that we should have, frankly, wiped the floor with him in. And rather than being like, hey, how can we get back in touch with our base? How can we, you know, reach people that we traditionally reached, which was like low-income, blue-collar, middle America people? Rather than getting back in touch with them and actually trying to serve the needs of them and other minorities, they just were like, everybody who didn't vote for us is racist. Okay. Good plan. And the same thing with the fucking Democ- or the Republicans this year. What they should do is they should look at themselves and they should be like, hey, dude, we suck. How did we not destroy them in the midterms? How did we not destroy them in the midterms? They should look at themselves and be like, hey, maybe we should make some personal changes. Maybe we should try to distance ourselves from the fucking far-right, alt white all of that shit Maybe we should stop doing that shit because it's terrible and I don't support that and we shouldn't support that and actually try to maybe listen to what the other side is saying a little bit. Maybe try to go for more independent voters, maybe go for some more liberty, like try to appeal to people, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. What they're going to do is that they're going to just attack rather than be introspective. And it's just like, guys, how, how stupid are you? It's so annoying. God damn, dude. Just look inward. Solve your own shit, and then maybe you can go out and do some better shit with the world. All right. That was a long talk, and I'm sorry if you hate politics. I'm not a huge fan, but I had to get that shit off my chest. All right. Something a little sillier, and then I'll get into some other stuff. The silly thing... Movie posters can annoy me like nothing else. And it's not the posters in general, but like when movie posters have like the faces of the people that are in the movie, but then they have the names of the actors at the top of the thing, but the names don't line up with the faces. Dude, I want to pull it off the wall and shred it. It's so like the one that's really egregious right now is there's some movie fucking like good weekend or our last weekend or the next weekend or something with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. It's everywhere. It's all in the subways in the city. It's all over billboard, whatever. But it goes Julia Roberts and then George Clooney. But the names go George Clooney, Julia Roberts and it's just like do a little switch flip that shit around and i know that i don't know the it's just like well actually there's the fact that the other agents it's a really big deal to get to the further you got i got it's it's in the contract and it's contractual and actually the you got to do this and back there shut up and flip it just flip it if you want to have whatever, if if George Clooney wants to be first, then put his fucking face first. If Julia Roberts wants to go first, put her face and name first. I don't care. It's just annoying because you see Julia Roberts' face and then you look up and it's just like it's labeled George Clooney. It's not George Clooney. Vice versa. You look at George Clooney, you're like, hey, that's George Clooney. And then you look up and it says Julia Roberts. Oops. No, it's not. Fix it. That's all I'm saying. It bothers me to no end. I hate it. I hate it. That was the silly thing. Okay, uh, I'm moving on from that. All right, that's all I had to say about movie posters. Cristiano Ronaldo has proven himself to be the whiniest little bitch boy this side of the Mississippi. Dress yourself up as a maid and get pissed on Because you're a little bitch boy. This, I, as a Manchester United fan, for those who don't know, let's just set the table. For those who don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo is about 38 years old and is regarded as the greatest goal scorer of all time and arguably the first, second, or third greatest soccer football player of all time. That is not in dispute. However, recently, he came out mid-season while still on Manchester United and gave a, I believe, like a 40-minute interview with Piers Morgan where he went out and openly said he did not respect the manager, said that he was being forced out of the club, that he was betrayed by the club, and that he just... Open talk shit about the facilities, said that nothing had been upgraded, said that everybody just treated him poorly. And I've just got to say, eat shit, dude. Eat it. Like, shovel it into your little mouth that you've had reconstructed 15 times. Shut up, dude. I am so tired of having to defend you, dude. As a Manchester United fan, I have a special place in my heart for Cristiano Ronaldo. He again, he's the greatest goal scorer of all time, all of that. But dude, please shut up. Please. This is why Messi is absolutely better. One, I think Messi can do things with with a soccer ball, football that just frankly maybe two other people in the history of soccer have can can do. Like it, it he's a magician, but he also it's never about him. It's about him in, like, rare moments where he does something fucking insane, like beats Real Madrid in the last minute or, like, scores a free kick, like, wins something for Argentina. Like, sure. But he left Barcelona, was devastated by that, was in tears, then went to PSG on a team full of superstars, and you never hear from him. There's never... Any messy controversy. He's passing it to Neymar. He's passing it to Mbappe. He's running. Like, he understands what's going on. Ronaldo, on the other hand, will not shut up. He cannot understand that he is 37. The sport is moving on. And that he needs to accept a new role. It's... Like, do you, you remember the Allen Iverson interview, like, way long ago? The practice? Like, we're talking about practice, man. Practice. And, like, the where he was also just like, I don't know any former all-star that come off the bench. I don't know any blah, blah, blah that come off the bench. And it's just like, AI is, you, we moved on. You're in a different phase in your career now, dog. And that's the thing with Ronaldo. He says that he feels betrayed. Shut up, dude. Find me one performance this season where Manchester United has looked better with him on the pitch than with without him on the pitch. You can't do it. He doesn't press well. He has a terrible attitude. If he he's missing shots that even last year he would have made, let alone two, three, four, whatever years ago, he would have buried several of these chances. His head is clearly not right. Now I understand that there's some issues like he he lost one of his like one of his newborn children and he's having complications with the other and all of that. I understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't want to put any of that pressure. And that's a terrible situation. That part specific. That's fucked. I don't like that. And people that go after him or his family for that matter die. That's so anu- do not do that. However, for him in his head to pretend that he is still the same player that he was and was contributing the way that he was is just not true. And to come out and to say, while still being paid $500,000 a week, by Manchester United, to come out and to talk that much shit about your current club, get out of here. Want you gone forever. They they, they were pushing me out. I feel betrayed. Do you? You idiot. You feel betrayed. You formally requested a transfer. You requested a transfer. You did that. You're the one who is on the most insane wages I've ever seen for someone your age. And it's not our fault. Literally no one wants you. Because you are a whiny bitch boy. You won't shut up. Do you think that you're attractive to anybody on the transfer market right now? I mean, anybody. People will look at the, teams will look at this scenario and be like, we don't want that. Thank God that guy's not in our dressing room. Because you, you, are, you can never take responsibility, and it's always about you. The two biggest things that have happened this season, or two of the biggest moments we've had this season, was we, Manchester United beat Tottenham at home 2-0 in one of the most complete performances of the season and under Eric Ten Hag, the new manager. What does he do? Refuses to come onto the pitch and walks down the tunnel early. Like a little bitch. There's thing one. Second thing, has an illness undisclosed before the Fulham match. Doesn't play in the Fulham match. The new the young kid wonder for Manchester United, Alejandro Garnacho, scores a 90 plus three last gasp winner to win Manchester United the game and put us within three points of the top four going into the World Cup break. What does this motherfucker do? Puts out an interview right after that. Also, for someone who's out with an illness, looked alarmingly healthy in this interview. Looked fantastic. Because of course he does. Because all he gives a shit about is his physical appearance, his Instagram presence, and that he is at the center of everything. Always. That's all he cares about. And it's like... Yes, has that arrogance and selfishness allowed him to become the greatest goal scorer of all time? Yes, it has. But at some point, dude, you've got to quit that shit. You've got to understand that the time... You're not who you were when you were 25. You're not the Ronaldo of 2008 anymore. You're not the Ronaldo that won the Champions League so many times. That's not who you are anymore. His ability to make it about himself is... Like, I'll never forget... In the Champions League final, I believe it was 2014 or 2015, they were playing, Real Madrid was playing Atletico Madrid in the Champions League final. Atletico Madrid is up 1-0 for probably 75% of that game. They are up 1-0 going into the final two minutes of stoppage time. During that stoppage time, Sergio Ramos gets up, scores a header, equalizes... The score, everybody goes absolutely insane. It's incredible. Last gasp, equalizer, they're going to extra time. They've still got a chance to win the biggest trophy in club soccer. Ronaldo does not go over and celebrate with his teammates. Does not even participate in that shit. Later on, in extra time, Real Madrid scores, goes up 2-1, then scores again and goes up 3-1 with about six, seven minutes to go. The game is over. They won. It was insane. Then they, they get a penalty with, like, three minutes to go. Ronaldo steps up. Again, the score is 3-1. Ronaldo steps up, takes the penalty, scores it, and then runs to the corner, whipping his shirt off so everyone can see his fucking abs, and is just like, look at me! I am Ronaldo! And it's just like, dude, your goal means nothing. You... How dare you not go celebrate with your teammates and the guy who got you to and put you in the position to do this? You didn't score the equalizer. You didn't do that shit. But when you score a meaningless goal, you go over and just take your shirt off and act like you won the goddamn Super Bowl. It is all about him. And here's the thing Manchester United fans, we want to get, we give him so much slack and so much leeway, but I don't, there's no coming back from this dude. There's no coming back from it. You can't say this shit. You're not going to get a statue of, in, front of man, in front of Old Trafford. It's not going to happen. You're not going to do that. And if they do, they should purposely make it fucking ugly like that other one that they made a couple years ago, which was hilarious, by the way. Ronaldo, you are officially the old guy. You're the, you are officially the 60-year senior at the frat party. You know? It's not cool anymore to do this shit that you're doing. It's not, it used to be like, oh, dude, look at him. He's the man. He's a senior. He runs shit. Oh, that's so cool. I love that guy. That's cool. But now it's just like, it's gotten weird that like you're still around and you're like kind of, you keep saying weird stuff to everybody. It's awkward. People are like, why is he still, I mean, if he's going to be here, I mean, I guess he can be, we're not going to stop him, but like, can he shut up a little bit? Like, that's kind of the vibe. I don't know. Also, fuck Piers Morgan, the guy who did the interview. I watched it. The guy was doing everything but coming in his jeans. Like, he wasn't an a- like he 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 didn't push back on anything Ronaldo said. He, all, he didn't ask any actually difficult questions. He just like let Ronaldo do and say and drive that whole interview because he just wanted to be friends with him. I saw some people in the comment section being like, oh, it's just cause, it's because he it's because of the respect that he has for Ronaldo. He just respects him so much. Yeah? Is that it? Or is it maybe that he's slightly sexually attracted to him and wants it to be his best friend? That's probably it. It's probably that he wants to text his buddies and be like, dude, I just talked to Cristiano Ronaldo for 45 minutes and I let him say whatever he wanted. That's about it. I don't know, man. Last thing I'll say on Ronaldo is that some of the things he was saying were pertinent, like they did make sense. They are legitimate criticisms, like the state of the facilities at Manchester United or that they haven't updated things. Those are legitimate gripes, and I think that that's one reason why Manchester United fans want a change of ownership. Like they want want new owners that are actually going to be invested in the club. However, you don't say that shit when you're still an active player. You are being paid by them. And it's not like you got caught in like a weird, like cameras were shoved in your face or like you misspoke or whatever. No, you set this interview up and talked all of this. Dude, like if you want to say that stuff, wait a little bit, put it in a memoir, put it in a book, wait till you're a pundit and you can talk about the situation more objectively. But you're just, you're a whiny bitch boy who is just going off of pure emotions. And it's, it's sad. At the end of the day, it is sad. Because again, this man is one of the three, maybe four greatest soccer players to ever play the game. Ever. Not even close. And nobody's talking about that. That's almost like a caveat. Because people say, like, all of that, they throw all of this praise on him. But then what they're talking about is how he's a bad teammate, he's selfish, he only thinks about him in every situation, and anything that doesn't absolutely revolve around him and go exactly how he wants, he can't stand. And it's like, dude, how delusional are you? What more do you want? He just can't accept that it's that his time is done. He can't accept it. I don't know where he's going. I don't know where he goes next. He sure he surely is not playing again for Manchester United. He can't. As a manager, you can't allow that to happen. He's already openly disrespected him. And he suspended him for a game, he sat him down, but then he tried to like he tried to diddle his peen a little bit. He gave him the captaincy. He was trying to do like trying to be nice. I thought he was ha- trying to handle the situation as professionally as possible. But then, Ronaldo, just get your maid's outfit, dude. You little bitch boy. All right. Last thing that I'm going to say. I want to talk a little college football um, before I get out of here. College football. um, Ohio State-Michigan is next week. I can't wait. That's going to be maybe, like, the best Ohio State-Michigan game since the 1-2 game in 06. Like, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I know the 2016 game the jt barrett first down which was a first down uh game i don't give a fuck michigan fans rich eisen lick my whole ass i don't care eat it um it's going to be the biggest game since then potentially since the 1-2 game like the playoff implications are insane the big 10 championship game is ins- like it's it's all going to be there but that's next week but i people are just talking about um like a, the expanded college football playoff i don't know i i guess i'm i like that the playoff is expanding like it's it's currently four teams and they're going to go to i think they're go, they're going to 12 maybe in like 2 years but they're trying to get it bumped up to 1 year i don't know i like that i like that the, it's expanding and it's giving non-traditional like it's giving like all of the conference champions like a, an automatic bid and then like potentially some other people like some other smaller schools that haven't had a chance to make the to make the playoff and to be on that national stage as well as make that national money it's going to give elevate those schools and give them a chance to do that. I'm fine with that. That's really cool. I like that we can involve more programs and blah blah blah. However, like I people will I, I don't think college football fans can be happy. I don't think they can be. Because right now, everybody complains about, like, uh, that it's... I think Joel Klatt specifically has said this, but then I've heard other analysts say it. And I like Joel Klatt. He's one of my favorites. He's, I listen to his podcast whenever it comes out, but he I, I, he's wrong on this. Where that it's... They're like, well, the, the, t- the playoff system currently is just a four-team invitational. It's just a four-team invitational. And it's completely subjective. It's very subjective. Like, oh, everybody, people get screwed over every year. It's very subjective. It's a four-team invitational. And the 12-team is going to be what? A fucking mathematic process? No. Right now, there's a four-team playoff. And then teams 5, 6, and 7 will probably be legitimately pissed off that they didn't make it. And rightfully so. Like, they'll probably have an argument that they should have been included. However, just because you expand it to 12... Now, instead of five, six, and seven being upset, now 13, 14, 15, and 16 are going to be upset. Everybody, you cannot win with that. Like, everybody, there's always going to be one to four teams that are just going to miss the cut and they're going to be upset about it. That's the nature of college football because it's all subjective. It's all subjective like there is, it's it's not the premier league where at the end of the year whoever has the most points wins boom done it's not that it's not the nfl playoffs where it's oh, it's based on if did you win your division overall record all of that shit it's not that it's all subjective so no matter how many fucking teams you put in there there's always going it's always going to be some sort of an invitational and so expanding the playoff doesn't do anything. What the what expanding the playoff does do, now it does elevate those smaller schools, but the other thing that it does is it just waters down the product. It waters it down. And it's eventually going to become like the it's going to become like March Madness. Where like, yes, that's a super exciting tournament, but it doesn't mean nearly as much because fucking everybody makes the tournament. That's it. Like And then I've I've legitimately heard people like I cannot believe people are this dumb. That, like, because people would be upset with the committee and whatever, or whoever they picked, they were upset with their rankings, and they were like, we should include a computer. There should be a computer element to the deciding process. Are you dumb? You mean there should be a computer? Um, you mean, like, the BCS, like we had for years, where we literally went, like, tuk-tuk-tuk-tuk-tuk-tuk-tuk, and brrr, the top two teams are, bing, that system? Excuse me, but I'm pretty sure everybody absolutely abhorred that system. Every time that happened, there was a controversy every fucking year where it was just like, I mean, yeah, this, but they didn't pass the eye Like, the computer isn't, it's not human. It can't look at the eye, it can't pass the eye test or the style points or the way that they play. It's all just numbers and black and white and binary, blah, blah, blah. And everybody hated that system. And so they were like, let's, uh, let a committee of people that, knowledgeable experts... And now we hate that. I don't think that we can be happy because there's always going to be some element of controversy and some element of subjectivity to it, and people are always going to be pissed about that. So there's not going to be this magic bullet. So I don't want to hear that expanding the playoff is going to solve everybody's problems because it's just going to kick down the rankings on who's upset, and there's always going to be subjectivity to it, so there's always going to be legitimate reasons to be upset about things. I don't know. And like, la- the last thing I'll say is that, like, cause Joel was talking about how they did, he was like, well, th- this is what it would look, this is what it looks like right now. There's only like eight teams that are actually, that are, that can actually legitimately make the college football playoff, whatever. And he was like, but if we expand it, then there'd be 33 teams that could be legitimately expanded. And then that would be three people, would be playing meaningful football this Saturday. And it's just like, hey, dude. They played meaningful football last week and lost. They played meaningful football earlier this month and lost. It's pretty simple. There is an element. If you win, if you are in a Power 5 conference and you win all of your games, you are in. Done. Once you lose, then the subjectivity comes into it. So if you don't want to have to worry about some analyst or some committee or some computer program, win all your games and you're fine. So I don't want to hear that it, it, there's not meaningful football. There was meaningful football. They fucked up and lost. That's, that's what it is. You play meaningful football. That's one of the coolest things about football in general and college football specifically is that Every game matters. Every game does. Ohio State's playing Maryland this weekend. I'm going to the game. It's going to be a great time. Now, is Ohio State probably going to wipe the floor with them? Sure. But it's a meaningful game in the sense that they have to win. There's only 12 regular season games in college football. Every game is super important. So, like, yes, the level of competition might not be as good or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. But the idea that it's not meaningful, it's absolutely meaningful. Coming from an Ohio State fan who fucking lost to, over the past 10 years, has lost to bullshit teams the week before we play somebody big, let me tell you, those weeks are meaningful. It's not the committee's job, and it's not our job to fucking bail you out after a loss in a game that you should have won. That's not our job. Win your fucking games, dude. Win your games. Whew. Man, dude, I've been on one today. I am just... I'm crank that soldier boy, dude. Crank it out. I don't know. All right, well, I gotta get going. I got a fucking busy evening. It's 4 o'clock. I gotta edit this shit. I gotta get all over the place, dude. I got places to be, people to beat up, and problems to cause. I don't know where that's from, but it sounds cool. Uh, so yeah, if uh, thanks for listening to uh, Matt Bowman is bothered, you can follow me at Matt Bowman Comedy on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, and then Bat Bowman B A T T M O W M A N on Twitter. Uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm there. I greatly appreciate it. Please subscribe, vote, all of that shit. Do everything for me. I I need it. And I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Rooney's in the way. He says bye. Stay bothered, folks, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.